The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. I started to question myself if I was launching Lucha Underground and I had accidentally flipped over to Cinemax. Not a whole lot of faces shown as far when it comes to Brenda, so. <laughs> yeah. You're you're spot on there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the house that AJ Styles built. Uh, you know, like Nakamura, he's just such a great star. It doesn't matter what you do with him. People are going to cheer for him. Did you feel the gloriousness? Did you feel it? Bobby Roode. Did his job. This is insane how great they are. Well, I think the authors of Pain are young prodigies. That's how good we are. Representing Bullet Club. This is what we do. Super Kid Party! A year ago, I was the woman. I was the woman to stick the flag into the ground and single-handedly erase the word diva from the WWE Dictionary. Last week, I was just making a statement to prove to every single one of you who I am. And guess what? And that. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the back. And your host, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Deezer. Welcome, everybody, to Wrestling to the Max, episode 275, part one. And we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com. That's right. The place where you go get all your great wrestling podcasts and, trust me, a lot more. There's also entertainment. You also got video game podcasts along with some great sports podcasts thrown in there. So you need to go check out W2Mnet.com if you love podcasts in general. And make sure you go give some love over to 411mania.com. And last word on ProWrestling.com, which are great supporters of ours. We appreciate everything they do for us. Don't forget also to hit the subscribe button, rate, and review over at Wrestling of the Max or the W2M Network. Either or gives you all our great content and a lot more, so you don't want to miss out on that. Plus, you get to hear your voice and uh, you know see your voice heard by watching all the stuff go down on YouTube, maybe, or other places when we maybe make a comment about what you said, or maybe throw out some different things out there when it comes to your ratings on our review shows. So, Hey, we love that interaction. Let's do it, guys. Let's go ahead and hit those up. Uh, All right. I am your host, Gary Vaughn, and along with me tonight is Mr. Sean Garmer. What's up, everybody? And Mr. Paul Leeser. Heyo. 
And guys, it is great to be back post-Thanksgiving. Yes, that's right. We are full. Uh, we are here. <laughs> and we are ready to kick it into gear for the Christmas season. And I know, Sean, hey, you're dealing with the Christmas season. You get a chance to see all those people coming in to buy things. And, of course, you know, deal with the Christmas rush every day pretty much. Uh, man, uh, is it a kind of a bummer for you having to deal with the Christmas season? Or are you excited about it? Well, with the store closing on Friday, uh, we didn't have the big thing that we usually deal with, with, you know, Black Friday and mm-hmm. uh, all that stuff. So uh, that was a nice change of pace to not have to deal with, like, the mad rush of people acting crazy and all that. But, uh, you know, considering all the reports that are going around that, uh, and then they already have the Black Friday reports on that, that online is starting to eat into the whole people going to the store thing so that's just going to keep happening where people are going to just want to click the buy button on the computer and not have to worry about getting trampled to buy a tv or whatever so you know it is the sad truth though shod because i'll tell you what man i went to walmart black friday night not to go buy anything, to be honest with you, because my sister-in-law and brother-in-law were in town, and they needed to go get some stuff. We all made a family trip of it. Went up to Walmart. I know it sounds real redneck, doesn't it? Uh, but it's the closest thing to my in-laws, okay? <laughs> Sorry. We, we weren't out there having a good time. No, we just actually say it's there. Uh, very southern. It is a very southern thing. I I just feel like people are going to start judging me and all this. So anyway, we went up there, and I sat with my brother-in-law, and we were at chatting while we're waiting for our wives and uh, all that to get done shopping and we're sitting here saying this is very disappointing it's black friday and no one's bleeding no one's getting trampled (laughs) i I, I came here to watch this promotion and this is the worst promotion i've ever seen because no one's dying or getting killed so anyway it it was fine though there was nobody like doing anything crazy it was just pretty mild-mannered very mild-mannered it was like a normal night at walmart so yeah, so there you go. So very, inter- you know, entertaining, but hey, at least I made it out alive. My family made it out alive, and we had a good Thanksgiving. So that was fun. Put up some Christmas decorations. That's That was my Thanksgiving. Paul, I mean, how did things go for you, man? Oh, I was boring. I ate a lot of food. I got fat. I went to bed early. This is, this is all she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, you know, hey, that's the most important thing. I mean, guys, I try to eat as much pecan pie as I could. I, I accomplished kind of part of that. But, uh, yeah, so I had a great time. And, Sean, I'm sure you, you got to enjoy plenty of good food, too. And I, I bet your daughter loves Thanksgiving, doesn't she? Because it's a chance to get all these candies and fun, you know, just because it's a holiday. Uh, well, she, she, uh, it it was good. She, she liked it because she got to play with her cousins and stuff like that. We, we didn't really do the whole giving out, uh, candy, uh, thing so much, but she, uh, we got to eat, uh, we, nobody made food this year just because I think for the sake of time and just. You know, when Boston Market's offering a good price to go ahead and have your all your fixings made and then turkey made, we got ours from uh, the grocery store where they just give you the fully cooked turkey and all that stuff. So we ate ours for my birthday over the weekend. Uh, so I got to have Thanksgiving twice. 
But the one we ate with my grandpa, I was, uh, you know, you have to reheat all the stuff. I had to reheat the gravy, and you're reheating the gravy at, like, on high for eight minutes. Okay, and I'm having to pour it in this container. I don't realize these are these plastic containers I'm putting into that, you know, the gravy bowl. And uh, the thing pours over onto my left ring finger, and all I feel is this very sharp burn as I'm hearing Dak Prescott throw another interception (laughs) in my ear. (laughs) And, you know, it, it was just the whole chaos of pain and pain in two different places, and it, it wasn't great. So, yeah, I had this big old blister that, like, covers the top of my finger all the way down. Uh, so, that yeah. sucked. But other than that, and the Cowboys just sucking. Yeah. Uh, so, it, that was good otherwise. Well, that's good. I mean, it, you know, there's always some suffering when it comes to the holidays, and so you have plenty of suffering, but it's plenty of smiles, too. So that worked out for everybody, right? So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm just excited about getting into the Christmas season, and of course, you know, right after the holiday of Thanksgiving, I come into the Christmas season, and then my uncle dies on me. So, uh, yay! Happy Thanksgiving and Christmas all in one bundle for me. Um so, yeah. So if I'm discombobulated tonight, guys, please excuse me. I know normally I screw up, but if I screw up especially tonight and say, hey, you know, Sid Vicious just won the world championship, understand <laughs> I'm grieving and things like that. So give me a break. All we'll right. just blame it on Skype. It's okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. Safe bet for every time we screw up anyway. <laughs> yeah, freaking Skype thinks it's so great. Anyway. So, all right, well, guys, I know everybody loving hearing us talk about our families, us, ourselves, and all that, but let's talk about wrestling. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to get into a lot of quick hits, of course, all the things that came down over the past week. We didn't have a Thursday show, so we've got news that we would have talked about on there, plus this you know weekend stuff. We're also going to jump into some Ring of Honor, like usual, on Monday. Really excited about talking about Ring of Honor this week, some good stuff coming out of there. And we're giving you our Superstar of the Week that was last week, so... We've got a full show ahead of us. Why don't we do it? Let's jump into some wrestling news and talk quick hits, guys. It's time for wrestling news. Quick hits. Take it away, Gary. All right, guys. Well, we're going to start this thing off and talk a little bit about what is going on with one of the hottest angles on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live, if you ask me. And that's the women's division and what is going on down there. And what it is is the fact that we had Paige and you know her lackeys, Mandy Rose and, of course, Sonya Deville, kind of come in, and they are considered the absolution now. Uh, that's the faction name. And we're still waiting to find out on tomorrow night's SmackDown Live, what Ruby Riot and company are going to call themselves, or if they're a joint effort. But as we have kind of talked about, you know, in the past, these groups are now kind of taking away talent from NXT. So, what does that mean for NXT? What does that mean for the main roster? What we do know is, with all the call-ups in the WWE main roster, that they are looking to have a full ladies' royal rumble. That's right. All the women will be getting a chance to have their own Royal Rumble and even looking to have their own Elimination Chamber match in 2018. These are some big things. These are some firsts for the women. I mean, guys, this is kind of exciting. I never thought we'd really see this happen, but Paul, oh, here we are. 
Uh, yeah, the the Royal Rumble idea has gone from, yeah, they're going to do it to, oh, they're thinking about not doing it to, they're definitely not going to do it to suddenly it's back on as of, I think, yesterday. So, uh, you know, dirt sheets being dirt sheets, you never know. Uh, but certainly they have enough people now. I think they have a pretty hot angle to carry them forward. Uh, so I, I think that's really, really cool and something I think that they should do. Uh, and if you're going to go all in, why not have Elimination Chamber too, which uh, is a little bit shocking. You know, they I'm not going to say they've shied away from this, but, you know, after Hell in a Cell, you only really have one more step up to go, and that's the Elimination Chamber. It was, it's a Raw pay-per-view this year, um, so it, it would be the women on that side of the company. But this is all really cool. I think it's the, you know, it's a step in the right direction. If you're going to keep saying you're promoting the women on the same level, you got to have these matches. Yeah, definitely. I think we've all talked about it, that if you're going to go the length of having a women's hell and cell, then you got to be able to do the rest of the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, women's Royal Rumble, I, again, like, I don't know that you can do it every year. Let's see what happens with Money in the Bank, right? Because that's going to change into a dual-branded show next year. So, are they going to have two... Uh, women's money in the banks next year are they going to have one and you get to go across the brands or are they not going to do it at all you know so if uh would that mean that the royal rumble is a one-year thing they're going to try it out and then next year they don't have it or is it going to become a uh, same thing where you kind of get to have the road to the wrestlemania for the women now all of a sudden i mean that would be kind of cool to live out that story on on the women's side because we really never gotten to to have that before mm-hmm. so I, i'm kind of excited to see what they do with that but yeah the getting to, to have that moment and now you have so many women on the roster you can finally do it and it's not contrived and you seemingly have brought them up in a storyline that kind of works right now so let's see how that goes going forward I, i'm really excited for the elimination chamber though, to get to see them in that kind of environment with some uh, unforgiving steel that uh, you, you really can't pad that away. That's, mm-hmm. that's going to be some nasty bumps you got to take on that. So that's going to be really cool to see. Uh, very cool and very groundbreaking. But like you said, Sean, that's a really harsh match. And they've kind of strayed away from doing the Elimination Chamber matches. It's because of injury. Well, and, and it's not you know anything that's uh, you know just storyline. It's real injuries that take place in those big matches for Elimination Chamber. Chamber and you know, I you know, hey, it's great for the ladies looking forward to it when they do it, but I do have a little bit of fear because you know, it, it would be a really terrible thing to have one of those ladies that were supposed to be having a huge matchup at WrestleMania take a bad bump, get you know, some kind of other serious injury that takes them away from that match. You know, same goes for the men. I'm not being sexist here and saying, you know, oh, women are going to get hurt first, they're glass. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying this is, you know, and this would be completely new for all the ladies. This isn't like a guy like a Randy Orton or somebody who's done it for, kind of knows how the match works. The the uh, everybody that would be involved would be brand new to the environment. So that's what you have to think about when you put that into play. But still, really cool, really excited about seeing these top matches. This is something that to me. It showcases that WWE does care about the women's division. They do want to find new ways of making it important and showing that they're just as 
equals the guys are in a way, right? They can have the same matches the guys are having. So looking forward to seeing the next Inferno match with Ruby Riot and whoever else wants to join in. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that would happen, but it probably won't. Uh, but yeah, and this is really cool stuff. You guys are completely right, and you know it, it's really interesting. Maybe too. the women would actually have a, a actual good inferno match. Yeah, <laughs> for a change, right? Uh, you oh. know, I think the inferno match is a little scary. They all wear extensions. Like that, that's that's asking for trouble. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're right. That that would be a very Michael Jackson esque uh, situation, <laughs> right? Just no Pepsi logos out there. Um, but no, I mean, I, I'm really you know excited about seeing these matches, and I think a lot of other people are too. And you know, it's really interesting too because we're talking about these calls for NXT coming up to the main roster and how they're affecting the main roster. You know, we're going to see a lot of new things in NXT when it comes to the women's division, and I think. It's definitely been a big situation with the May Young Classic kind of filtering in and kind of adding new lays to the NXT realm. So that's going to be really fun for us when we watch NXT every week, Paul, to kind of see these new ladies kind of filter in and take some of those spots that some of those ladies moving up have left vacant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the call-ups here are mid-cards uh, on NXT, and suddenly they're being thrust into the big picture and... You know, it, it makes sense, right? You're giving them a spotlight and a chance to develop up there without having to take away from what they're trying to accomplish in NXT right now with, with Ember Moon and Kyrie Sane and, uh, you know, all the, the bigger, the, the iconic duo. Like, they all have carved out spots down there, uh, Nikki Cross. So, I mean, letting a, a fresh crop of people show up in the mid card uh, and seeing how that shakes things up going forward, I think is, is going to be great. And, and obviously, you saved the. The big debuts you have now for WrestleMania, which I'm sure at least Ember Moon will probably be called up by then. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, think great. some of them too are also to make sure you make way for some of the other ones that are still coming. Uh, like, I'm sure we talked about this on the chat, but like Sonya Deville seems a very obvious like. Well, we don't want two MMA type wrestlers around at the same time mm-hmm. because Shayna Baszler would totally overshadow her mm-hmm. uh, in every sense of the word. So you already have her on the main roster and then you can make way for her to be there without that. Uh, you know, so she doesn't look like a just cheap coffee or whatever. So, you know, clearly lacking uh, behind Shayna. Yes, exactly. That too. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Yeah. So, and, and, and you know what? What's awesome for us too is now that Sonya Deville's on the main roster, we'll get a chance to see her on Superstar Inc. and see some of those interesting tattoos that she has. Yeah. So, that show is actually one of the ones still running. I, I don't think know so. if it is. If it is, but they'll have to blur out some of the ones that I think Sonya Deville has. It's very sexual oriented. I'm hearing so uh, interesting. Uh, but anyway, well, you know, with NXT, we, you know, of course, have some good things going on in NXT. We have something kind of bad, though. Uh, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Uh, with me and Sean were doing the NXT review for that big War Games pay-per-view uh, review show that we did. Drew McIntyre is out. Um, and sadly, you know, it's going to be a little while before he is back. But he is expected to be back before WrestleMania. So th- that is a positive. He's already training. He's already trying to get his bicep 
back it to where it needs to be and you know post-surgery all that kind of stuff the guy is working hard to get back so that's a really positive thing though but sean i mean looking at this i mean this is a lot to overcome i mean do you think that he's going to be able to make something special happen coming back i mean right before wrestlemania is a good time but what do you expect i mean do you think he can make a big mark that's difficult you know right like i mean he's already he doesn't have to do a whole lot he's already got the name Mm -hmm. he's already got the recognition so that's it's not like he's one of these it's not like if almas had gotten hurt instead right where he kind of has to repair himself and and all that stuff he kind of can just step in and if they want to give him a rematch with with almost at that point or whoever else holds the title uh he could certainly merit that uh, just based on who he is and uh, what he's done in the company before and what he's already done in NXT. So I, I just think that, you know, that'd be really fast because that a torn bicep usually like a, you know, six month deal. Uh, so if he can get some of that John Cena healing juice, then maybe he can be back faster. But man. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for me, I feel there, well, one, the first thing I should mention is that a lot of places have been reporting that a call-up was imminent, essentially, for Drew. So it seemed like he was going to drop the title, whether he was hurt or not, uh, to Almas, uh, which really sucks because now, you know, that spot might not be ready for him when he's ready to come back. But, you know, I mean, Drew, Drew's been through this before. He's been hurt. Uh, he's come back stronger. I mean, he, he got about as down as his luck as he could, but when he got released by the WWE and went through that whole divorce thing and... All sorts of stuff, and he came roaring back even better than ever. And I, I have no doubt that he'll be able to come back just fine. It's just where where do you put him? Does he stay in NXT? Is he going to get called up the second he's ready to come back up? Uh, you know, from from healing and everything. And, and you know, where do you put him? I mean, Raw certainly could use a new face too, but SmackDown is is obviously more open uh, to a lot of these guys and could still use a big name. Um, and, you know, that's where Drew ended up the first time around. I think they'd be kind of apropos for him to get called up to the blue side of things. Yeah, I think you're, you know, got something there. I'm really kind of curious what their thought process is going to be. Like you said, now coming off an injury, would mm-hmm. they want to put him right on cue, wherever they were planning on doing anyway, on SmackDown, on Raw, whatever they want to do. But do they feel good about it now? Because he's not exactly coming in hot. He's coming coming off of an injury that, you know, has been just uh, almost a setback in a way in his career. So I, I don't know. I really kind of cu- have a lot of curiosity about that. Is it we're going to be ready for a Royal Rumble, which I would love him to be in a Royal Rumble match, right? To mm-hmm. to kind of get us pumped up. I mean, sure, he'd be great. WrestleMania, you're sitting there in New Orleans, you're excited about the show. And then Drew McIntyre's music hits. That's awesome, too, kind of like the Hardys did. But, you know, it just is kind of takes away from something if the guy kind of comes in and he's not exactly running on a momentum. I kind of worry about that a little bit. I think he's got that name recognition like Sean was talking about. I think fans will still pop for him. It'll be a big deal. But, I mean, Especially who- if they tease his old music or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think definitely. Cool. Well, you know that. And what if he came in and interrupted Triple H? 
you know, something like that, you know, screwed over Triple H. I, I think a lot of those stories and a lot of those old things could really be kind of cool to kind of interact with. So, uh, you know, it just sucks. I really do feel bad for Drew. This is a guy that, you know, really worked hard to get back here, and all of a sudden he's back on the shelf mm-hmm. feeling terrible for him right now. And I saw the interview, you know, if you watch this past week's NXT, and you just look at him and you're just like, man, as much as I, I believe that he is, you know, doing his job mm-hmm. a lot of that feels like that's real a lot of that emotion feels like that it's very real and I, and I think it is i think he was just kind of being honest and you know so right. good luck to drew good mm-hmm. good luck to drew. yeah well, it's, it's a real shame he can't be in the rumble either we all want that three and b reunion <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Will Ginger have a job by then? I don't know. I, I, I could totally see him just Heath coming in there and being like, oh, 3MV, Claymore to the face. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I miss Heath. I, I wish they'd let the guy get back and do something, man. I, I, come on. He has kids. Come on. It's true. Oh. He does got kids. <laughs> uh, it's just, just... I don't see him on a weekly basis anymore. Uh, but let's talk about AJ Styles, the guy we do see on a weekly basis, and a guy that we're very happy to see. We really enjoy his matches. We really want to see him go for a long time. But, you know, not everybody be around forever, and not everybody's going to be around with WB forever. Rumor is that WB has him under contract until early 2019, and that's been bringing a lot of people around to the idea of maybe, you know, he just finishes his contract and goes somewhere else, or maybe he resigns. All these different things have been talked about recently though and i think in the past he's mentioned that aj doesn't really want to stick around in wrestling forever he wants to get to around age 42 and then retire so he can be home with his kids and his family and not be on the road so i mean that would pretty much put him pretty close to the end of that contract and you know who's to know what he does after that though but this is very interesting paul because i mean WB is where he's going to make his money. He's going to make mm-hmm. lots of money, and I'm sure lots of money to set back for his family. So he could probably retire and feel good. But there's a lot of opportunities still out there for him. I mean, do you think he maybe considers maybe just going at it part time after a while? That's certainly what WWE wants to do, according to a lot of these reports that are coming out. Um, that they're going to offer him basically whatever they can to keep him on a lighter schedule. Because obviously, they've gone all in on AJ. Um, I think since he's walked through the door and uh, he's earned every bit of it, uh, obviously before he even got here and has clearly proven he deserves it since he's gotten here. So, and, and I mean, it's, it's hard to think of, uh, really watching a wrestling promotion these days without AJ Styles being around, but I mean, retiring, uh, obviously to be with your family is, is great. Uh, you know, he's a family man and all this other stuff, but Geez, not having AJ Styles around to watch, like that's that's a scary thought. This dude's absolutely been one of the best wrestlers in the world uh, since, oh god, uh, the early two thousands. And I mean, he just he keeps finding ways to get better. So, I, I it's going to be sad to see him go if he does decide to hang him up for good, or if they keep him around for part time. That that's great too. But uh, a world without AJ Styles is a scary one to me. <laughs> Yeah. What do you think, yeah, Sean? It's, uh, I'd hate to see it because we've seen him have this like tremendous run ever since, mm-hmm. you know, leaving Impact, and uh, for it to just be that short 
you know, a three-year run, even though I'm sure for him it feels long because he's doing all those shows and everything. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, it, it's kind of unfortunate that, like, he never got to have the, the big long run in WWE, but just even in the short time he was there, to be able to leave the mark that he has, I think, is uh, something that you definitely uh, have to give him a lot of props for, you know? Because he, he could have came and been one of those where he doesn't make that mark, right? Where... Mm-hmm. He doesn't prove it to Vince that all the stuff he came in with meant something, and he surely did do that uh, here. You know, whereas you know other guys like Finn haven't been able to do that so far. Uh, he he has, and he's he's like I think done better than anybody thought he would have. So, hey, if I'm WWE, I'm definitely trying to see what I can do because the dude sells merch and the people love him, you know. Mm-hmm. He gets huge reactions. So, yeah, definitely got to try to keep him around. And I hope that he, he does stay around, but definitely can understand him in his 40s saying, okay, I want to spend the rest of my time I can with my kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's really tough on any professional wrestler, any athlete, any, you know, even truck drivers out there. And I'm sure we, we may even have some listeners that are truck drivers who are on the road all the time and need something to listen to. And, you know, that's the same with these guys. They, they have a lot of time on the road and in airplanes and they spend more time probably with Netflix or podcast or anything else. than they really do with their families at times because, well, it's that travel. It's, it's those hours and hours being on the road that really affect them. And, you know, a guy like AJ Styles with a family at home, it probably, you know, like anyone else, it kind of bothers him. He wants to see his family, wants to be around his kids, wants to see the things they accomplish in their lives. And at least he has a goal in mind. You know, there's a lot of guys in his shoes that don't even set those goals. They think they're going to wrestle till they're 55, 60 and don't make those type of, you know, goals because they just don't see it. But uh, at least AJ is doing that and he sees the value in family. But, I mean, there would be a void if he didn't wrestle at all. If 42 was his last wrestling year and he decided to walk away completely, I think that would make a lot of wrestling fans upset. Kind of like we see still to this day with Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is still getting people asking him, when are you coming back? When are you going to have another match? You know, and it's a constant battle with him having to tell people I'm not doing it, you know. And I'm sure AJ Styles is going to deal with that, too, when he finally decides to walk away. But it's to to you know keep us all from being disappointed i could totally see aj still having a match here there without having to be on tv all the time a very much a brock lesnar type thing right where he he gets to be a home more so Mm -hmm. uh, you got to think about it like 42 is kind of young really sometimes to like be putting it away as far as like we see so many guys wrestle so they're way past their 40s a lot of times. So it's kind of almost weird in a way to see a guy just go, okay, I'm hanging it up. He had a you know great career, Hall of Famer, all that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, no doubt. But, yeah, it's, it's still kind of like, oh, man, you already put an end date for yourself just when it's like getting to that point where you're like, oh, man, we want to see you do more. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you look at a guy like Chris Jericho, right? I mean, Chris Jericho is up in age, and uh, what is he, what, 
45, 48, somewhere in that range. I don't even have to look it up. But, you know, he's a guy that, you know, has definitely came back and played that part-time role and done some things with WWE. But now he's actually getting to, a, a chance to branch out and do other things in life and also wrestle in New Japan. I'm sure it's one match, but he's been given that opportunity. I'm sure AJ Styles would like that same opportunity, too. I'm sure AJ would love to wrestle and do some things every once in a while with WWE, but if 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 he can and he's not under a strict contract with WWE, have another match in New Japan sometime, right? I mean, that would be a big deal for New Japan. It'd be a big deal in wrestling, and you know, come back and wrestle at another big pay per view for WWE. So, I think that's in his best interest too, especially right with now. the U.S. expansion or whatever. He wouldn't mm-hmm. have to necessarily go to Japan to do it either. Yeah, so that's another thing. I'm sure WWE's worried about. The what if he just he doesn't go with us, but New Japan offers him, you know, a couple matches a year or something, and they they say it's got to be a little bit more than that, and he takes the New Japan offer, and whew, talk about bringing in U.S. crowds. You couldn't ask for, you know, him and Omega. My God, that's mm-hmm. that's amazing. I think Paul uh, and I will have to find a way to, you know, get on an airplane or get a car and be like we're we're going i'll so, swim to long beach i don't care yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i can't leave me out of this equation i may try to go too we'll piggyback yeah. you down there, <laughs> yeah well. thank you thank you smuggle me into california gotta please. see his boy naito oh you know it god yes. that would be that would be honestly a dream come true just to meet naito and shake his hand just to shake just i would just love to do it so. I can see Gary being like, I'm your biggest fan, and he's like, oh, look at all the fans I got right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you were one of many, sir, and I'm like, but you don't understand. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> Never mind the obsession. Gary shows oh. up with the uh, LIJ, like, plushie, and, you know, he's he's got the shirt, everything. Uh, <laughs> the scarf, like, the, the banner. Like his wife's like... Gary, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> uh, imagine I'm out there and uh, my wife says, you haven't seen the worst of it and lift my shirt and my chest is just a big tattoo of, you know, Naito. That would be amazing. Yeah, you'll, you'll be worse than the guy that has the five Alexa Bliss tattoos. So. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you that, haven't seen that, Gary? Interesting, too. Uh, that's crazy. I have not checked that out. I have to check that out. Wow. That's, that's dedication. I don't even have that kind of dedication. And dedication is dedication. Uh, certainly a word for it. <laughs> it's, it is an obsession, but I don't want to get the guy in jail. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but no, I mean, that, that, trust me, guys, that would be a dream come true, and we would have to make our way out to, to Long Beach or anywhere else it happens. Like, I'd be willing to go to Japan. So, uh, but yeah, you know, hey, AJ is going to be around, and I'm sure. There'll be some big matches post 42. It's just we do know he'll probably get off the road on a full time basis after that. So, and, and hey, he's earned his stripes. He earned that opportunity, just like all these other guys uh, coming to that age. So, uh, we're not talking about he'll join the Impact Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, I, I don't think Anthem is that lucky. Do you think they are? I mean, I, he, he was there for a long time. I maybe he has some sympathy in his heart. I don't know. Impact's got to make it two years first. 
<laughs> Keep saying that every year. No. They are the radioactive roach, Paul. They yeah, live I mean, on. It's true, but you never, like, every time, like, this company's had more brushes with death than, than maybe any living thing. Just period on record. <laughs> they are the walking dead. Yeah. So. Exactly, yeah. No, they should just name the show after them. Forget yeah. the zombies. So. <laughs> <laughs> People <laughs> hanging out in the impact zone for an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. The uh, oh. small one of people that watch that GWN. Just let let me it. just... Good God, I don't know. I'm, I really didn't want to know how many people subscribe to that, first of all. Uh, and second of all... I bet you Slam has more uh, oh. people at this point. I, I guarantee it. And, uh, you know, I also want to know the number of people that actually was able to watch the entire show on Thursday night and get through the Turkey Bowl. Oh, good God. Oh, I, I, did, I didn't. I'm sorry, guys. We didn't cover it. I don't plan on covering it. I, I couldn't do it. My stomach couldn't handle it. So, oof. Boy. Even with the Cowboys playing so bad, uh, even with still a better option. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Still. Oh, so. Yeah, Impact is doing their thing. Uh, but talking about networks, let's talk about the fact that New Japan has a special channel just for English-speaking people. That's right. They started it. And you can even see on this channel backstage segments with English subtitles. Sean, I mean, for guys like me, this is a really pl- a big plus. Um, you're bilingual, and maybe you sympathize with... People that, you know, hey, you know, just learn the freaking language. But I think it's a good deal for the American audience who tends to be a little bit snobby about learning other people's languages. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, I think with the uh, prevalence of the anime and, uh, you know, Japanese uh, movie culture in general, that's kind of lessened now. But it's still sort of a nerdy thing, you mm-hmm. know, to want to watch something even subtitled you know there's a lot of people that will not watch things unless they're the dub thing that you watch on toonami uh but uh, you're not dubbing uh real people uh so uh you know i think this is the thing that a lot of people have asked for right you want the promos uh the videos that you see before the matches that will have the subtitles the backstage uh promos will have it the um I'm assuming that you'll be able to watch the promos that they cut live in the ring later on that show with subtitles. So I think that's what everybody's been sort of asking for is say, okay, well, now I can understand all the things that happen outside the ring and I'll be able to know more about what's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's only a plus for them. I mean, I'm glad that they're finally doing that and doing it in video form because there's – there's a certain thing to say, okay, we'll go to this website and read it. It's not the same as seeing it visually and it, being able to read it right there as it's happening. Right. Uh, yeah, because usually so many of us that are, that are staying up watching it, um, you know, we're waiting for translations through um, through Twitter, essentially, with, with people who do speak the language um, coming on and, and translating everything for you, stuff like that. So th- this is really cool, and, and you could say they're a little behind the game. Uh, Stardom has done this for for a while since they launched their their streaming service, and um, I think Stardom's really the only other one that does it. But it's it's great that New Japan is doing this. 
if language barrier has been your problem for not checking out New Japan, you are fastly running out of reasons to say that you can't do it anymore. Because they have this. Uh, I feel like they cater to the English audience pretty heavily now. Uh, especially on New Japan World, you can watch all the shows with English commentary. So, um, you know, if you're not jumping on yet, uh, you're running out of reasons to not to. Uh, very true. I mean, New Japan is being very so smart Harry, about it. So, get on it. No, yeah, <laughs> shot fired Harry Broadhurst. <laughs> Hear him out. So, oh boy, I love it. Uh, but no, I mean you're you're exactly right. I mean they are not giving you an excuse, and, and you know it's such great times right now in the world of wrestling, and with all these options, and, and with the ability for people to actually you know not have to deal with such a bad English barrier or language barrier, but especially in English, like I said, the American audience. And sometimes now, you you know, there are those that are dedicated, don't care, but you're still got a lot of people that, you know, will not learn another language or don't even want to deal with it. So this is a really good deal. Really happy to see new Japan do this. And, um, we'll see how, how really it does affect them. It may give them even more numbers. And I hope that's the way it works out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about something else here. Uh, Paul Angelico has left AAA. Yeah, this is interesting news. Yeah, so Angelico has left AAA, uh, and he's moving out of Mexico uh, in January to move to Spain to compete across Europe. I don't... Uh, there there hasn't been any word on whether he's bailed out of his Lucha Underground contract or not. Uh, I know last Monday, I, I think me and Gary talked about how Lucha Underground has... Uh, opened up conversations with people to allow them to get out of their contracts if they don't want to be around anymore and, and stuff like that, which is probably the smartest move, saves them a lot of legal trouble and all that. Uh, so I don't know if that Helico is taking them up on that, but this is kind of interesting. I don't know if this is going to start a trend or anything like that, but you know, the UK scene is big and, and wrestling is certainly growing in Europe now too. Um, and, and it's so easy, I think, to, to get people from around the world to watch you now, of course, with how, how powerful the internet's become and everybody getting a streaming service or hooking up with somebody who does or whatever. But this is kind of, I mean, it's kind of neat, right? I mean, people, the door is open essentially worldwide, wherever you want to go. And it, if you're popular enough, people will follow you. And then it could help to jumpstart a new scene. It's, it's a great time, but this is this is kind of a, I, I don't want to say a big deal, but Angelico is, is sort of a draw for AAA as far as tag team work and, and stuff like that goes. So, uh, and certainly it would be hard to argue that he's not a star in Lucha Underground. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It depends on sort of how the AAA, whoever's in charge of AAA today, because they seem to change that around sometimes as well. Uh, the If they're still kind of gung-ho about how they have to sort of be in unison with each other, Mm-hmm. So if someone decides to leave AAA, are you essentially also deciding to leave your Lucha Underground deal, or is that separate? And they're still letting you do both. If you decide that you don't want to be AAA, will they be okay with you being in in the, in the other one? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's going to be an interesting thing, too. So what it means for him... I'd like to see just, yeah, I mean, the UK scene's being so big right now that, uh, not not even that, I mean, how many of these guys are going to get out and decide, okay, well, I'm just going to go back to the, you know, US Indies or, or uh, you know, would they sign with Impact instead since they have that deal with each other, I guess, but, 
you know, that that's gonna all be interesting how this is gonna work out and who leaves and who stays and and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, really they is. lose half their roster before they get to Lucha Underground season four. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just, it's really gonna be so fun to watch only because of that reason. You're like, you know, are you gonna get the same faces or uh, are we gonna have to see a whole new crop come in to kind of fill those voids? That's the big question here, and who would it be? So. Uh, it, there's a lot coming into this. We're seeing so many guys make decisions to move on past, you know, like we've seen AAA losing people. We've seen Impact lose people. We've seen Impact gain people. The way all this is working out has been very interesting, and I really want to see how Lucha Underground is affected because, you know, Season 4 is set up to be, you know, something special, but will they have the talent to do it? That's the biggest scare for me because there were so many great storylines coming out of season three. Uh, are we just going to have to ignore those? You know, are we going to have to just move on and start new things and just pretend like the other storylines were not even there? Right? Mm-hmm. Who knows? So, it, it, you know, for me, I hope that they have these guys and gals come back and at least fulfill storylines so I don't have to worry about saying, oh, this is just like WB. They forgot about the past. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Lots of moves, like I said, going on right now. Uh, there's something else that's interesting in the world of wrestling right now, guys. Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks have all been trying to work together and get 10,000 arenas to bankroll a special event for Ring of Honor. And this event will be called All In. And this is interesting, Paul. I mean, can I tell us about what this is about and what they're trying to do here? The ten thousand seat arenas. Uh, See, I'm sorry. No, you're I was okay. like ten thousand arenas. <laughs> I was like, okay, sorry about that. Um, no, it was my bad. I didn't type that out very well. Uh, so basically, what what happened is that earlier this year on Twitter, Cody believed that with him and the Young Bucks on the card and three months of build, Ring of Honor could sell out a ten thousand seat arena, and Meltzer called BS. And now they're trying to prove him wrong. Is essentially what this is. However. I think the scale and the scope is much bigger than that, and I think Cody realizes that too, as well as the Young Bucks, that uh, since the Monday Night Wars have ended, nobody outside of the WWE in the United States has drawn over 10,000. Nobody, not Impact, Ring of Honor, anybody else big to come along has not done it. Um, So if they can manage to pull this off, I think it certainly does paint a pretty picture for Ring of Honor, who, you know... Product aside, 2017 has been super successful for them financially, and obviously with the New Japan deal and all this, they're kind of at the forefront for bringing all those guys over here in the States and whatnot. So this is kind of a big deal, uh, one, that they can uh, afford to do this, uh, because I think that lends a lot of credence to how much money some of these guys can make outside of the WWE, and uh, I, I Cody credits a lot of this to Hot Topic, uh, and the deal that these guys have as far as the Bullet Club goes there. But do they need to sell this out to, to consider it to be success? Uh, what is the number you think? And, I mean, what I mean, what are your thoughts on this in general? I would say that if you sell at least 8,000 or so, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a success. I think, obviously, you want to reach that goal. Right. Right. So if you're not selling 10,001 seats, have you really done anything? Uh, do they have the exact number of 
what the closest record is since then. I mean, maybe if you beat that to start out with, uh, depending on when you're doing it and if you give it enough time to promote and all that kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you don't reach that number, but you get to like 9,000 or 9,500. I think you have to be happy with that. I mean, that you drew that much. Yeah. It's really, you know, a, a tough situation only for the fact that sure Ring of Honor has done very well. Uh, you know, they've really kind of upped their game. They've added some big name talent to their roster, which has helped. And I think for their goal to be what they want it to be, they're going to have to have help. They're going to have to have New Japan come in and, and throw in some big names. They're going to have to maybe even, you know, find some other free agent name to come in, even if it's just for a one-off to do a big show. And that's the thing that they're going to have to consider because as much as I enjoy watching Ring of Honor and they're having their, you know, select group of fans, it's going to take a lot to fill 10,000 seats. It's, It's a big thing. It's a big deal. It's not something you can just, you know, throw out there and people are just going to show up. You've got to have something for people to want to be there. Uh, And WB, they're lucky. You know, they have the name, they have the advertising, they're everywhere, and people want to come see big names already attached to them. Ring of Honor is going to have to try to reach reach at least somewhere near that. And I don't know. I kind of, you know, Sean has a point. I think it's a really good point. 9,000, 8,000, it's still good. You're still getting a lot of people on the seats, but I think the whole goal in this is to get to 10,000. And I think the really only reason you're going to be successful is if you do just what you want to do, and that is reach 10,000. I, I don't know if the number needs to be so high as eight. I would say seven is probably still pretty fair. Um, I don't know who's come the closest to breaking 10,000 stateside. I know Impact's gotten pretty close with uh, pretty big numbers, at least with Slammiversary. I know they broke 5,000. Uh, when they did Slammiversary, the the ten year edition here in Dallas, so that that might be the closest number I can think of, um, just off the top of my head. And obviously, New Japan can can sort of break the mold here with the the big places they're booking for the Strong Style show that they're doing up there in Long Beach in February. So I don't know; it's it's something to be seen. If they can, if they hit ten thousand, though, uh, I mean. Ring of Honor slash New Japan slash however that deal is going to work out moving forward. Certainly, it's going to look like a big fish to fry now for the WWE because I, I if you're not WWE and you draw ten thousand, you got to. I mean, that's that's newsworthy. That's that's people taking notice of what you should be doing, right? Because clearly, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think WWE would be paying a lot of attention at that point. Yeah. Yeah, and not only that, it's for the fact that people will be traveling to come to this show mm-hmm. because you, that, you know that's the only way it's going to work. Is people are willing to get on a plane, they're willing to drive eight hours wherever they're doing to get to this arena to be a part of this show. You know, it's something special, and that shows dedication to a promotion. Mm-hmm. And uh, so WB is going to definitely be circling that and saying we've got to figure out what they're doing and see how we combat that if. This does take place. I think if they even get close, it's going to be a big eye on that promotion because WWE is going to want to make sure that they feed off of the attention or mm-hmm. try to find their way around it <laughs> to make sure that they get their attention back to them. So, 
Very interesting news. And, you know, hey, you got to give credit to the kings of social media, the Young Bucks, uh, and along with Cody Rhodes and the Elite, all that. They're, they're doing everything they need to do. And mm-hmm. trust me, social media is on their side. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, well, guys, that is our quick hits uh, for this episode. Of course, we'll have more news following uh, the rest of this week and going into our part two. Uh, But now we are going to move in and talk some Ring of Honor. So let's hop on over there and do that now. All right. Uh, Ring of Honor opens this week with uh, the Bullet Club getting some promo time to talk about the eight-man tag team main event that's been hyped up so much as Flip Gordon's quote-unquote army is going to come out and take them on. However, the Bullet Club say bring up all the stuff that they've done to him on the Being the Elite YouTube show they have and say that they're going to do that to him times ten. So uh, Bullet Club with their usual grandiose you know sayings and all that great stuff. And that leads... Right into our last TV title qualifier for Bound for Glory as Silas Young takes on Jonathan Gresham. And this was pretty gosh darn good. Um, you have a lot of interference from the Beer, Beer City Bruiser, which ultimately catches Gresham up as he falls prey um, to misery to, to put him away. But they really, I think, went above and beyond to make sure that Gresham looked like he can compete, that he was on that same level, and... Uh, while Silas may not come out of this looking like a bed of roses, because I felt like the constant interference sort of made him look a little weak in hindsight, Gresham certainly came out of this with a lot more than what he had. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And I, that kind of made me think a little bit about Ring of Honor sometimes playing a little bit to the indie crowd, right? Mm-hmm. To where this was very much like you'd be seeing this in some... Uh, I don't want to say it, but, you know, it, I, almost like an armory or someplace where hey, this is one of those matches where they're goofing off and having fun so the way the drunk guys can cheer. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I mean it's just terrible because they're doing the leg spot. You know, that, that... Oh, you're what it felt bad. like five minutes. Oh, sorry. No, you're okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, do those commercials. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> uh, but you know the leg spot, right? Where they're, he, he's hopping on one leg and Silas Young, can't for some reason, can't do anything while yeah. his leg's being... Do you, you know where I'm coming from? Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and that's my thing. And, and it's sure, it's kind of a cute little thing and it's fun, but it, it gets to be a little silly. It doesn't take away from the fact that this match was really well done. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. But that's where I say sometimes Ring of Honor gets a little bit on the indie side of things at times. Uh, it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it does, you know, I'm glad you have Silas Young win. Very happy about that. It makes me feel like they really are trying to do something good with him. Mm-hmm. So good stuff for there. Jonathan Grish, Gresham, I mean, this guy. I, I love him to death. This guy is going to do some big things. Really happy. This may not be his time right now, but it's okay. He's got other things to do, and he's a great hand, and I, I'm loving every minute of him and everything he's doing right now. So I, a great way to start the show match-wise. Mm-hmm. The Bullet Club thing, starting the whole show, I, I, wasn't my favorite thing. Right. Yeah, it wasn't mine either. that was uh, – <laughs> Probably the one of the more boring Bullet Club moments that they've had, and that's kind of a surprise to say. 
it, it's very just typical Bullet Club stuff, uh, which it, it has its place at times, and I'm not going to say I'm not a fan of it when they do do it. It's just this go-around, like, uh, you know, the whole gimmick here is they don't take Flip seriously um, and, and don't take anything that he can really do seriously because they, on being the elite, they just murder him every chance they get, which is, is endlessly funny, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're, they're counting on you to know all that and to 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 sort of translate that. And maybe if you're watching ROH TV every week like we are, you're watching Being the Elite anyways. So that mm-hmm. might not be that big a deal. But, I, I mean, it just it didn't really have that same pizzazz, I felt like, that you usually get with a Bullet Club, especially when they're being crazy over the top. They weren't really doing that here, you know? Exactly. Uh, so after all that, we have a Kingdom promo here. They continue to bring up the conspiracy against them. Next week, they get the tag team title match they've been waiting for uh, as they keep waiting for their six-man tag team title rematch as well. Then we get the highlights of Jay Briscoe's attack on Bully Ray last week, Tommy Dreamer's return, and Mark realigning with his brother for the beatdown. Uh, so you have all that going forward. And then War Machine comes down for a match, but the Addictioner here attack them. Uh, Kazarian ends up getting lawn darted into a fan who, uh, I'm praying was a plant because her nose is, uh, clearly broken and she's blood pouring everywhere. I'm sure it was a plant. And, uh, the addiction try to blame more machine, uh, and the whole thing gets a little uncomfortable and they go to commercial. <laughs> yeah, it was a little uncomfortable and they really <laughs> sold it pretty well, man. Yeah. Because they, they really made you feel like, oh, crap, what just happened? Oh, Ring <laughs> of Honor's about to get sued. Here comes the lawsuit, yeah. Uh, someone called David Otonga. He needs some money. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, this, this it, I, I appreciate it. It's kind of making it feel like it was, you know, very real and all that. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was good. And, you know, the whole point of the addiction lately is to ruin everything for Ring of Honor, and they just did it here. Yep. They ruined it and they ruined War Machine's match, and so there you go. I, I think it's a great continuation mm-hmm. of what they're trying to do, and they they'll take the beatings. They just want to make sure that they ruin everything for the fans and for Ring of Honor. Good job with that. Uh, I you know the Kingdom is doing the Kingdom. I have no problem what they're doing. It, it was a fine promo, you know, kind of doing their normal thing. Nothing special mm-hmm. uh, for me, at least. And you know. Um, We've got recapped on what's going on with Bully and all that. I just wish we would got something new. I, I wish they wouldn't just rehash what we had. Or, you know, have Velvet come out and, you know, the Aces and Eights jacket and say, we're coming for you, Briscoes, or something, you know? <laughs> just do something to make us feel like, you know, there's something new instead of just rehashing what we've already seen. So that's my only argument against that. I didn't mind the video package, like, Ring of Honor, this is very typical to how they book, uh, at, at least since Delirious has been at the helm, is they'll do the really big angle, and then they'll sort of let it sit, uh, which I kind of wish WWE would do at times, but they they usually want to come back and hammer on it pretty quick. Ring of Honor, he likes to let it air out a little bit, and they're certainly at times like this where you don't know whether Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer um, are going to come back because, I mean, Bully Ray obviously has the big condition and everything like that. Uh, it's sort of letting it breathe out, I think, is nice. Although uh, the Briscoes did attack Tommy Dreamer at the most recent House of Hardcore show, so what do I know? Yeah, well, I mean, not everybody is watching 
everything when it comes to wrestling. So some people probably right. missed that, you know, and that's fine. So I mean, I, I don't think that's a problem. But yeah, you know, on regular episode of Ring of Honor, you're right. They do give some breathing room here. I just kind of wish that even if it was just a short little thing, just to say, hey, you know this is what's going on or you know maybe show a clip of bully you know getting treated at the hospital saying you didn't get a chance to see this last week but we're showing you you know this is what's Mm. going on with him something like that i mean even if you had you know like i said velvet do something to to kind of point that this was unfair why do they get treated like this or blah 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 so who knows but yeah I, i think it's fine yeah yeah uh, so we move on to uh, this Coleman's pulpit segment, which I'm kind of interested to get your thoughts in on this too, because uh, Caprice is interviewing Kenny King once again. They talk about the four-way match at Final Battle for the TV title now. However, Caprice seems to have ulterior motives on his mind uh, because he's here to bring Kenny a surprise dose of reality, uh, quote-unquote. He tells them basically... He's a puppet, he's being used by Ring of Honor, and Kenny has bought into the illusion that he is, uh, quote, a real king, and Kenny sort of freaks out on Caprice and challenges him to a match with the TV title on the line, and Caprice sort of slyly looks at the camera afterwards, and uh, seems like this has been his plan all along. I, I, I thought this was kind of cool. Uh, I don't know if the segment necessarily came off all that well because Kenny's freakout wasn't really that big a freakout. <laughs> it, it really wasn't, and I, I, okay, so this is fine. It, it was there was something weird about it that didn't really completely work out the way I think it needed to. Mm-hmm. But I, I like Caprice's pulpit. I think it's something that you know is actually entertaining and it has a point to it. Um, but I think for a man, the last two weeks, we've really seen Caprice turn this thing into him trying to sway guys and what he wants them to think or mm-hmm. to say. We saw it with Shane Taylor, right? Trying to throw little things to Shane Taylor and try to say, oh, you're doing this for money, but don't you remember how you know we were with the rebellion and all this kind of stuff? And, you know, really trying to feed the beast and Shane Taylor really wasn't having it. And the same goes with what's going on here with Kenny King, and I I, I appreciate that. I I wish Kenny King would have reacted to this a little bit better, but they didn't want Caprice to get knocked out, (laughs) and so which would have been most guys' reactions. I think once he started talking about my family and I didn't do something, or I I probably would have wanted to have the reaction of just knocking the guy out. But Mm -hmm. it is what it is, and. As much as it was underwhelming, I think it got a point across that Caprice is really a bad jack preacher, and he's getting what he wanted by manipulation. So, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we move on from there. We get highlights of the Dalton Castle Hangman Page match last week that led to Cody uh, attacking his uh, newly crowned challenger for final battle, uh, since it'll be those two hooking up for the ROH World Championship. And that brings us to our main event. Flip Gordon, Coast to Coast, and Scorpio Sky taking on the Young Bucks, Marty Scroll, and Hangman Page. I, this is some really, really great Flippy Boy special stuff right here. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you like dives, you're right at home. If you like Bullet Club shenanigans, you're still right at home. If you like both those things, uh, you're in for a treat. Th- Legitimately, though, this might be one of the best matches that we've seen on Ring of Honor TV this entire year. 
I 100% agree with you, Paul. This was a blast to watch. This mm-hmm. was so much fun. You didn't want it to end almost. And I, you got to give all the credit to the world to not only what the Bullet Club was doing, but you got to give a lot of credit to, really, let's be honest, Flip Gordon himself. Yeah. He was the showcase. Mm-hmm. He did everything under the sun in this match. Really working hard. Now, you get you, you say Coast to Coast did their job. Of course, they did. Your guy, Sky, did his job, too. All of them really made you proud. But, boy, this was, was really about Flip Gordon. And mm-hmm. I just I loved every minute of it. Good job all the way around. Bullet Club gets the victory. But I, I don't think that Flip Gordon really lost. No, I, this certainly, I would say, is a coming out party for him. Even Coast to Coast, to an extent, too, who we've seen have some really solid performances on Ring of Honor TV since they put them together. But this, for sure, felt like they were really trying to push all four of these, young, you know, I shouldn't say younger, newer guys uh, up, the, up the flagpole some. And it certainly worked out well, especially in Flip Gordon's case, too, who got to do all of the flippies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, this... They came within a whisper of beating, you know, the Bullet Club, and that's that's not nothing in Ring of Honor. So, certainly hats off to them, and I got it. Can't wait to see what they try to do next here because this didn't necessarily feel like it was over, even though you don't really get anything post match. Yeah, and I'm okay with it not being over. Yeah. So let's see some more of this, please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. There's nothing else post-match or anything like that to really sell us that there is going to be anything different. But, uh, you know, the one thing I'm going to tell everyone right now, you didn't see this match, try to find it. You can yeah. either try to go find it on YouTube. Or the easiest way, it's free, and they don't pay us any money, but I'm going to get them to right now. Five TV app, go get it. Watch this up. Uh, this episode of Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. It was a good episode, but this main event will really just just make you right. smile and all the way around. Off. It, it, it really will. So do yourself a favor. Go download the app. Do it, and then tell them that Wrestling to the Max sent you, and that you want to buy pay per views through them because we sent you. <laughs> and use every email account you have. Use every name you can, and please do that. And maybe we'll throw a little. Something, something your way if you get enough of that uh, going on for us. So anyway, <laughs> uh, enough of me trying to shyster people into getting us a sponsor like Fight TV. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, man, I, I just thought this was a wonderful cab to Ring of Honor this week. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I can't really wait to see what they're going to do next week as they continue to march on to Final Battle, Gary. Yep, for sure. So uh, we'll tune in for that next week. And uh, that leaves us with one last thing to do on the show. And we're going to get Sean back here to do Superstar of the Week. Superstar of the Week. Go for it, Gary. All right, guys. Well, we are going to start out by giving one point to Mr. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, uh, Brock Lesnar got to uh, basically co-main event, I guess, Survivor Series and have one of the best matches, if not the best match for some people, um, against AJ Styles. And he just happened to come out as the victor. Uh, So hats off to those guys for putting on an excellent match. Ah, For sure. Definitely a great one. And another match that was a blast to watch. We got Pete Dunne at two points uh, for that big match against Johnny Gargano at the... uh 
last episode of NXT, Sean. Yeah, what a freaking great match uh, that was. Uh, rather envious of Hall getting to see that live. That oh. must have been a uh, treat. It's so incredible. I can't wait to talk about it on the NXT episode this week. <laughs> oh, my, I know. So, I mean, he, yes, definitely two points earned and well-deserved. And, and, you know, tough on that guy because he would have got a lot more points if it wasn't for a big week in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a, three points, Paul, to Cien Almas. Yeah, Andrade Cien almost basically came out of where RKO's come from. That's nowhere uh, to win the NXT Championship, which I I don't. As much as that building was behind him, I don't think there was a soul alive who thought he was actually going to walk away with the title. Uh, and he manages to pull it out, and the place pops like crazy. Uh, so hats off to Cien. What is a great match too. Take nothing away from either guy's performance. It was just awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we, we definitely got to give them some big props for that big match. We got another one to really give props to, and that's the guy that got four points, Alistair Black, Sean. Uh, yeah, that match with uh, freaking Velveteen Dream was way better than I think anybody thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And they, heck, uh, I think Velveteen Dream looked as big a star as Alistair Black, but Black gets the points because he won, but man, uh, that poster that, that I saw people kind of going around with uh, with a Dream versus Gold Dust match at WrestleMania, that'd be kind of cool to see, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a pretty intense match. I'd love to see that one, too, for sure. And we got to give five points to our superstar of the week, who is, well, not just one person, three to be exact, the Undisputed Era. Yeah, Red Dragon and Adam Cole, Bay Bay, uh, steal the honors. What, what, I mean, War Games, people didn't know what to expect, all the rule changes, it's basically a new thing. Uh, And these nine guys come out here and just damn near murder each other for your entertainment. And the Undisputed Era happened to come out on top. Big win, uh, certainly something that's probably going to project him into the title picture at NXT. And, and, I mean, it was so good. They're talking about making it a yearly thing now. So, uh, if that, I mean, creating traditions, I mean, that should always get you five points no matter what. Uh, for sure. Uh, and I know me and Sean definitely during the review show for that. I mean, me, we really enjoyed that match. And I just beat it, I earned every bit of it. So. Congratulations. Look at NXT making a WCW match a every year thing now. See? Now now we just need to get Starcade where we can actually see it. (sighs) Yeah, that'd be nice. (laughs) I can't believe we'll never get to see the whole reason why Arn Anderson's spine buster Dolph Ziggler. (laughs) Uh, Uh, What a moment. I know, it was beautiful. Uh, Well, maybe we'll get some illegal footage or something uh anyway uh yes for sure so there you go that is our superstar of the week for last week now if you're wanting to know who all got the ones for this week you'll have to tune in to our next episode which will be friday morning for you guys and we'll have a lot more great content we'll be talking some more big news in the world of wrestling we'll be jumping into some impact wrestling talk and of course giving you this week's superstar of the week so there you go look forward to that part two episode coming this friday morning and hey make sure you check
check out that NXT review that we've got coming up, too, because, man, me and Paul are going to have a blast talking about some NXT. What happened this week, of course, what happened in that big match with Pete Dunne and, of course, Johnny Gargano, all that stuff that took place. And, uh, you know, also don't forget about Harry and Liz. I'll be doing SmackDown Live and 205 Live for all you guys and gals out there. And me and Paul have already got Raw in the books for you, so go check out that. Uh, and go look at all the other great content that we have over there at W2Mnet.com. It's got so many great podcasts, not just ours, but other great podcasts for the world of wrestling. And, of course, other things like sports, you know, football, soccer. You also got entertainment over there and video games. Just a ton of action in the world of podcasting to go check the W2Mnet.com. Go do it now. Also, Plus you can go uh, check review out over the... Wrestling the Max or the W2M Network. You can, you can go check out the uh, World Tag League results as they're daily over there that Paul is helping uh, update so that, uh, hey, we're not, we haven't talked about it too much on this show, but you can check out what's going on and who's doing well. Yeah, yeah for sure. So go definitely go check it out. I mean, Paul's doing a great job, and we appreciate it. And, you know, it keeps you guys informed. Uh, you know, you don't have to just hear it from us. You can go check it on the website. Uh, but yeah, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff over there at Wrestling of the Max or the W2 Network. We appreciate you guys that have already done it, but if you haven't, go do it now. And hey, uh, make sure you also give some love over to FormulaOneMania.com and LastWord on ProWrestling.com. Both great supporters, and we appreciate their time and efforts and all they do for us. And uh, yeah, that concludes everything. So we guy, you know, guys and gals, hope you have such a great rest of the week, and we'll catch you guys on Friday. But until then, if you're not living life to the max, not living life at all, you know it. Later. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.